General Baptist Women's Ministries has been in existence since 1911. Women's Ministries was founded and continues to be a support ministry for missions globally and nationally. The ministry exists to assist women's groups in the denomination to fulfill the Great Commission. And missions is a vehicle by which this can be achieved. Our desire is that people all over the world come to know Jesus as their Savior. We partner with the denomination to assist in particular global and national missions. And we believe, as General Baptists do, that we're better together. Well, I'm Vicki Smith, and I'm president of General Baptist Women's Ministries. And I'd like to welcome you to our podcast, We Can. In the following episodes, you'll be hearing from women all over the denomination as they share ways that they are serving in their local church and their community to inspire and empower women to find their full God potential. Well, on this episode this morning of the podcast, I'm excited to share a conversation with Amanda Knight. Amanda is, she has a, she wears a lot of caps, let me just say. She's a pastor's wife. She's a mom. She's an author. She currently serves on our Women's Ministries Board as a region director for the state of Kentucky and probably some other things on her list that I'm not aware of. So, Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Vicki. It's great to be with you today. Thanks for having me on here. I look forward to having a great conversation with you today about women's ministries and just reaching out and encouraging all of our women. Good. Sounds great. Well, as I said at the beginning, we've entitled our podcast, We Can. And the purpose of it is that we'd like to visit with you about the way that we can reach our community. You know, the Great Commission tells us to go into all of the world. And so as women, we have lots of opportunities around us for ministry needs. And so to start off a little bit, I've shared a little bit about some of the things that you do and you're involved in. But could you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Well, you had said I was married. My husband, Joe, is the pastor of one of our General Baptist churches in Madisonville, First General Baptist Church. We share three children. Our oldest is already with Jesus. And then we have two teenagers, Maggie and Halbert. And any of you ladies out there with teenagers know, wow, oh, wow. (laughs) Keeping up with them is is a challenge at times. Um, We also have been foster parents. We do not currently have foster children in the house, but we have been blessed to share in foster care. And then just um, maybe about some work that I do, I am a nurse and a chaplain and working on my master's degree in theology and psychology. And if you like little fun facts, coffee is just everything to me. I love all things coffee and nature. I love trees and birds and just looking at God's handiwork and his workmanship just amazes me. I will tell our listeners, if you're friends with Amanda on Facebook, and some of you that are listening may be, uh, there's usually a picture of she with her coffee cup and her Bible open, either in her (laughs) living room or sitting, I assume it's on her back porch. So I can attest to the fact those are the things she loves. I was going to jokingly say, okay, so Amanda, what do you do to keep yourselves busy? (laughs) With that list, I know there's there's no free time. When you talked about raising teenagers, I remember that our kids, we have three children and 
they were older. They were teenagers. And uh, we had a, a young couple coming to our church and she had three little boys and they were just like stair steps. And I remember one Sunday she leaned forward and whispered in my ear, I can't wait for the day till you till my kids are grown like yours. And I turned around, looked at her and I said, oh, honey, do we need to talk? So sometimes teenagers can be a little trying. <laughs> yeah. Well, Amanda, with with all the things that you do, I know that you don't do anything unless you feel like that you've been called by God to do it. And so could you share just a little bit about your initial calling or, or what you feel like that God really is desiring from you? Well, if I just kind of take it back to the beginning, I know a lot of people when they're called into ministry have this mystical, supernatural calling when the Lord calls on them. I didn't necessarily have that. And I think because when I was called into ministry, I was so young. I began working in ministry at just 16. I felt Mm. the Lord tugging and saying, hey, I've got something for you. But because I was so young, I didn't necessarily understand that. But the Lord sent me wonderful mentors and they helped me step out for the Lord and guided me. So I've kind of grown through ministry with my calling. I started, you know, just Sunday school teaching. And then that led to a VBS director and camp director and youth pastor. And now the Lord has put a passion on my heart for women So currently, and over the past 20 years, I have worked in women's ministries, and I just desire to share Jesus with women. I've walked through some trials with my health, and I think Mm -hmm. sometimes as women, with the path the Lord gives us, sometimes we struggle, and I just want to encourage women to use that path that the Lord has given you, no matter what it is, and you can use it for His good, and just share with others. I've, I've found it interesting when you talked about starting at such a young age and then you started listing all the things that that through the years kind of moved you to the next step. Um, when when Sid and I were called to the mission field, I know that we talked a lot. We looked back over our life prior to that time and we could see all the things that we had done that had shaped us for the calling to the mission field. And so I. I will say again and share with the listeners how important it is to encourage those young women. I know you said you started at 15, 16. That that is so important. And and I'll interject right now. Amanda has a daughter, Maggie, who's very interested in doing women's ministries and already looking for an area where she can serve. And so um, it's all about shaping us for our calling. Robin Lowry shared Uh, in a podcast that I did with her, which hasn't been aired yet, but how she could look back and see all of the things that she had done had really shaped her for the the point where she is now. Well, I also know. I just want to interject really fast. You're talking about moving forward in ministry. Mentorship is so important. We are never where we should always seek to mentor someone that is coming up. But we're never educated enough that we shouldn't learn. So we should also seek out someone to mentor us. So we should always have a two two mentor relationships in our life at all Mm -hmm. times, teaching and learning. Right. Um, Our sermon, our message Sunday was 
not the typical Mother's Day, I guess, sermon that you would hear. It was directed totally to all women and that women have such an influence on others. And some of the things that were brought out in the message was that, that we should be looking for someone that we can mentor, but also someone who mentors us. I, for several years, taught a Life Connect class at our church. I loved it. And um, I, I was a kindergarten teacher. So sometimes Sid teases me and says my illustrations are ones that I would probably give to my kindergarten class. But that's just <laughs> the way my mind works. So I always use the illustration of an escalator that the steps are always moving and you can be on the escalator and look at people ahead of you that are going to get to the top before you do. But you also can turn around and see people behind you that are following literally in the steps that you are stepping and you will get to the top before they do. And so we should always have both hands reached out, one reached out to the top and one where we turn around and look to the bottom. And um, I, I just think that's so important. So thank you for sharing that. Can you share a little bit? I know that you do quite a bit of work with women's outreach in your community. Could you share a little bit, first of all, how that vision was birthed and then what it has turned into at present? Well, the Lord, like I said, called me young. And so I've worked through many steps on that escalator, like you had said, and currently work in women's ministry. So I get to travel around as a conference speaker and Bible teacher through She Seeking Jesus Ministries. And that is such a blessing. But standing behind the pulpit and sharing the gospel isn't enough. We need to reach out into our community, into our churches, and be more, kind of like you said, the mentor. So a few years ago, a couple friends and I co-founded an organization called Connection Coffee and Conversation. And so we were sitting in the coffee shop one day, just chatting and having a good time. Of course, the conversation was about Jesus and enjoying coffee. And we each almost instantly at the same time had this vision from the Lord of women filling this entire coffee shop, doing exactly what we were doing, encouraging one another, loving on one another. And that birthed this organization. And it's exactly what it says it is. Connection with other women, coffee, because like I said, coffee is life and (laughs) conversation because Women need connection and conversation with other women. Exactly. I I have said that the women that come to this, we now meet in two different counties. Each is once a month. And I say that all the women that come are kind of like the contents of our cup. So I love a hot vanilla latte with honey added. I have Mm -hmm. a friend that always gets a triple chocolate frappuccino. (laughs) My friend loves a pumpkin spice. And each of those coffees are very different. Right. However, they start with the very same base, and that's coffee. Mm-hmm. So these women that are coming are very different. They're different denominations. They're different ages, different walks of life. Their struggles are probably different. Yet we all come together for the same purpose, the same base, and that's for encouragement, connection, and to share Jesus with one another. And it's just an amazing thing to pull women together to do that. 
Right. Would would you say um, as far as as the results of it or what you have seen, the blessings, I guess I should say, have have you seen women actually come to know Jesus? Oh, um, have you seen women that have actually been um, cooked in, if I can use that word, to a church where they're able to worship um, on Sunday and actually have a church home? Yes, we have. So like I said, the three of us girls that started this are all from different churches. And they and so when we pull women in, there is no obligation. You don't have to belong to a church. You don't even have to know the Lord when you come because that's the ultimate go is evangelism. Right. So we have seen women come and they'll connect specifically with one person because that's just kind of how we are. We connect Mm -hmm. with different people. And so then that mentor relationship, like we talked about a while ago, begins. And through that mentor relationship, Jesus is shared, and then they can invite them to church. And we have seen several women accept Jesus and get very active in the church that they go to. And when you mentioned about a woman uh, connecting with another woman in the group, um, I've been reading a book. I I always say, I don't know why I'm, in, I'm amazed at this, but how God, he, he puts something on your heart and then it's like, bam, 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 bam. He just keeps hitting you, if I can use that word, with people, with books, with you name it, scripture. And it all goes with what he has placed on your heart. And so, I'm I'm reading a book right now, and one of the quotes in the book is, don't worry about how far you go, but concentrate on how deep. And it was talking about relationships with other women and being a mentor. Sunday morning in our sermon, uh, this was a quote from our pastor, our greatest impact doesn't come from access to many, but our access to few. And so I think sometimes we get so caught up in numbers that we forget it's that relational thing. Jesus was relational. Um, And and we need to we need to pattern that in our lives. Um, Yeah, I know that you and your husband, Joe, unfortunately, tornado hit your community. When was it in was it in um, what was the time of year, Amanda? So the tornadoes come through in December. Which is a strange time for a tornado. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so we live in Bremen, Kentucky, and the tornadoes come ripping through Bremen, as well as our neighboring county, Hopkins County, and mm-hmm. several cities there. Fortunately for us, our home, our family, everything was okay. But about a half a mile down the road, it tore our little community of Bremen completely apart. Right. Share a little bit. I I had you uh, share all that because I know you and Joe and your church became very involved in tornado relief. So that's that's another way that we can, as women, um, be part of a ministry in our community when there are needs. So would you mind to share just a little bit of how that all came to be? And I know in, in visiting with you and with Joe, it grew into something that you never dreamed that it yes. would become. Absolutely. It did grow into something we never imagined. 
So the night that the tornadoes hit, um, we actually had a house full of teenagers. Our children were having a Christmas party that night. So we had lots of friends over. And throughout the evening, there was so much destruction and so much loss. It it was just unbelievable. And I get emotional even thinking about it. Right. And so my husband and I both at the same time felt the need to do something. Yet, how can one or two people do something when there's so much destruction and loss around you? What could we even possibly do to help? Right. And the Lord said, put out your hands for service. And so we did. We called on our building and grounds committee at church and our deacons. And we said, listen, we don't know what's going to happen, but we're coming to the church. We're going (laughs) to open the gym and we're going to serve. But we Mm -hmm. didn't know what that service looked like. And churches and the community members pulled together and we become a donation hub. And so supplies poured in and we have a full size gym at our church. So supplies poured in and we filled that gym more than three times completely oh my goodness. supplies and those supplies are still coming today. Mm-hmm. We have raised over $50,000 for financial assistance. Great. Currently we are assisting in three homes to be rebuilt and the volunteers have been in, innumerable. The biggest thing is I had this prayer and I said, okay, Jesus, my prayer is fishes and loaves, fishes and loaves. (laughs) And that sounds crazy, but no, (laughs) multiplied the fishes and loaves and he has multiplied volunteers and supplies and finances where we could actually reach out and give this to those that are in dire need. And there's still so much work to be done but we are seeing people make progress. We are seeing that little glimmer of hope come back in people's eyes. And there's a long way to go. And if anybody Mm -hmm. wants to help, please reach out because we would love to get you involved. But the Lord has multiplied more than our hearts could ever have imagined. Right. Well, that was going to be my question. I know sometimes when there is a disaster, you know, the volunteers, we all step up right away. And then unfortunately, life happens. So we go back to our normal schedule and our life and and we kind of think, well, we helped and we forget that the help and then something like this is ongoing. So that was going to be my question. And here in a a few minutes, I'm going to let you share how people can get in touch with you specifically um, for the tornado relief, as well as a couple other things. So we'll come back to that. This may sound like a strange question for you, but I have had, uh, I have one woman in particular who went, when we're talking about mentoring, I've, I've been mentoring her and she went through a horrendous personal experience. I, I won't share it right now, but she feels such a desire to share her testimony to other women to maybe have not experienced particularly what she's experienced, but to let them know that no matter what you're going through, you can rely on God. And But she really struggles with speaking. And so we have kind of come up with this plan where she feels comfortable writing her ideas down. And so what I'm getting to is that we're in the process of, of writing 
a book or devotion book. Uh, It's going to take a while. It's a work in progress. But I know that you author several books. Could you share a little bit about your authorship and how that came about? Oh, absolutely. Um, When I was a child, my biggest dream was to become an author. I told my parents, that's what I want to be when I grow up. However, life happens, you grow up and those dreams just get pushed aside. And I never really considered it after I had grown up and went to nursing school and got married. So it wasn't anything that I really desired anymore. Then the Lord. And how many times do we say that? (laughs) Then the Lord. (laughs) So then the Lord woke me up one evening and he downloaded this beautiful story of salvation on my heart. And it was almost identical to my daughter's salvation story. And that encounter with Jesus birthed my first children's book. And it's called Magdalene's Heart, which follows Magdalene through her day. And she accepts Jesus as her savior. And it kind of walks kids through the ABCs of salvation. Mm -hmm. And since then, the Lord has blessed me and I have published three more books. They're all uh, teen and children's books. And then like any author or anybody that does anything, I have oodles of books started in journals (laughs) that are floating around my house because you just have all these ideas and it's just waiting on the Lord to put them together. Well, the, the Lord loves to give me things in the middle of the night and my prayer now, sometimes I get up and write them down. My prayer now is God, just help me remember that in the morning when I wake up. (laughs) So sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I, I have kind of come to the opinion if I don't remember it in the morning, maybe it wasn't from God. Maybe it was just from Vicki. So it wasn't worth remembering. But um, I, I know that you had written the books. And uh, again, a little bit later, we'll let you share how those books will be available to some of our listeners. Amanda, if you had to pick the biggest struggle that you faced in ministry, maybe it's not just one, it may be two or three. So feel free to share. But what would what would you say right now was your biggest personal struggle in ministry? Well, with struggles, I would probably say I would have three biggest struggles in ministry. So like many, the first would be time management. I mean, <laughs> talked about teenagers and life and work and being a mom and a caregiver. And my husband's also in ministry. So the balancing act of making everything go the way it's supposed to go, but always keeping Christ first. I had read or did this podcast not long ago, and I had found a quote and it says, just because you can do it doesn't mean you're called to do it. Right. And we have to be careful not to add too much to our plate because Mm -hmm. burnout is real. Mental health is important. And if we have that family, we have to remember that our first ministry is our family. Exactly. So we just have to remember to maintain that personal relationship with Jesus. And I have done it, and I'm sure other people, but we can never substitute ministry for that relationship with Jesus because working is different than a relationship. Right. I know in my my personal ministry experience, 
if you're not careful, your ministry can become like a job. Yes, absolutely. And what, and what you said, just because you feel called to do it doesn't mean that you're the one that should. Um, God plants visions. And I think sometimes, and I've I've been so guilty of this, partly because of my personality, you get to a point where you think, okay, I, I'm the only one that really can do this. Now I can ask other people, but of course it won't be done the way I think it needs to be done, you know, and you, you convince yourself that, you know, there's no other way you have to do it this way. And, and God really, he, he broke me about 15 years ago and it was a painful pruning process, but the bottom line was all I need and desire is you. I don't need you doing all of these other things to prove to me how much you love me and how much you can do, because essentially you can't do anything without me. And so um, it's that sometimes and I I think I think that is a struggle, maybe more with women in ministry because of our personalities and because we do juggle so many things. We juggle husband, kids, job and then ministry, home, uh, just lots of things. And the list goes on and on. Um, and to add, we've just, we've just been talking about all the things that Amanda does. And so what does Vicki Smith do? She calls her about six months ago and says, I have a job. Would you be interested in taking it on? And so she now, Amanda now serves as our region director for the state of Kentucky and Tennessee. And so, Amanda, share a little bit about what that region director position is. I know we're we're new at it. We're trying to formulate it, but um, just share a little bit. And then about the region event that was held on April the 30th. Yes. Um, So for me, serving as regional director, the vision the Lord gave me was just connection, putting all of our women together because we're only as strong as our weakest link. And it's kind of like a chain link fence and we have to all support one another to hold that fence up. So reaching out to the areas in Kentucky and Tennessee and Evansville to these churches, my goal is just to reach out and say, hey, I'm here for whatever you need. And just to make that connection with them so that they know that they have the support in whatever it is that they need. Maybe they just need someone to come and set in and and show them that that we're actually there, or maybe they actually need something that I can take to them. If you're so listening, I, yes, great, you, good. Uh, if you're listening right now, um, I'd like for you to know that you have a region director in your state. And so if you're not sure who that region director is, I encourage you to reach out to the Women's Ministries office. Uh, We also list those on Boundless, which is a weekly email that comes out from our office. And so I encourage you, I would hope that by now the region director in your area, if you're part of a Women's Ministries group, has reached out to you. Well, Amanda, tell a little bit about the event on April 30th. I know that you shared with me that some lives were changed and and just, just Tell your, just give us a synopsis of what happened on that Saturday. 
Well, the short answer is it was a beautiful day with Jesus. So like you said, we hosted the region event. The theme was rescue, restored, redeemed, and forgiven. And so we had three speakers come in and share a testimony. And then I also shared the devotion for the day. And we had a worship group and it was just amazing in the Lord. So we had 300 women from four states come and set in and love on each other and worship Jesus and to be filled with the spirit. The altar was full before the message. The altar was full after the message. Ladies were restored of things that they needed to be restored of it. I just, the best I can say is it was an amazing, (laughs) beautiful day with Jesus. Well, and I, I was present at the Missouri region event, which was held in St. Louis. And we had a wonderful day with Jesus as well. But on the way home from St. Louis, I was receiving texts from Amanda and a couple other ladies that were present at the event. And they were, they were like little, little girls at Christmas, (laughs) They were just sharing and they were so excited. And that that was the vision for region, a region plan and for region events. And so I was just thrilled. And I I was like a little girl at Christmas reading their posts and excited for them and also excited for what had happened in St. Louis. One of the things that I shared at a meeting that I was in last week, they wanted a report on the region events. And I, I shared, I said, The wonderful thing about it was that women didn't just see what it was, but they began to see what it could become. Yes. And and that's part of it. And so the excitement from the Kentucky region event, the excitement from the St. Louis event, we had one in Mishawaka, Indiana, the end of March, that same excitement was there. And women saying, oh, my goodness, next year, next year. And that's what I wanted to hear. And so that's that did my heart good. And it it confirms the fact that this was a vision from God and he's honoring um, our, our things that we're trying to do. So, Amanda, you you've shared a lot of things that you have going on. And I know as women are listening to this, they're probably maybe jotting down. Oh, my goodness. I'd like to know more about this. I'd like to know more about that. We may have some women who have considered authoring books or writing devotions. And so how can people get in touch with you? I know you you do a weekly podcast, um, I think, that airs on one of the radio stations. Is that correct? Yes, it's called Monday Minutes. So the podcast, you can get that anywhere from a podcast platform. Or if you're local in Western Kentucky, it also airs on 103.5 The Light. And that's a new Christian station here. So it's a two-minute devotional series. And just kind of what the heart uh, the Lord pours into my heart, I try and pour out there for others. Okay. What about um, region... Women's Ministries groups in your region, probably the best way to get in touch with you through that would be to contact our office at Poplar Bluff. Um, but what is, just just quickly share your email address in case anyone wants to email you and reach out to you that way. Yes, anybody can reach out to me via email and just give me at least 24 to 48 hours to get back to you. And I usually <laughs> do, bef- I usually do before then, but just 
like we went back to talking about juggling time. And my email uh-huh. address is Amanda Ball Knight at gmail.com. So you just shoot me an email and I will get back with you. Great. And and like I said previously, if anyone listening to this really would want to reach out to Amanda, Amanda does speaking. Um, that's probably her heart. And so she is available to speak at women's events. She's part of our General Baptist Women's Ministries Speakers Bureau. We have several women listed there, but Amanda is also one of them. And so I, I would highly recommend her to be coming to your church or a women's event, anything that you have planned. And I know she would be interested in doing that. Well, Amanda, this has been wonderful. I have enjoyed our conversation. I so appreciate you and what you do for women's ministries, but also what you do for Jesus. Um, you have listened to his calling. One of the things that I've always been impressed with you about is you don't back up from anything. <laughs> and that's a compliment. That is a compliment. You're a, a get in and, and get things done type of person. So I so appreciate you and looking forward, going to be seeing you here uh, as we tape this in a few days. We have a women's ministries board meeting. And as I shared earlier, she's part of our women's ministries board and always has a lot to a lot to add to the table. So again, I want to thank you for what you do. On the next episode of We Can, I'm going to be having a conversation with Mindy Pinckney, and we will be talking about her calling as a pastor. And so you certainly want to listen to that, hear her share about the road that she's traveled. It's had some bumps in it, as you can imagine. And so that will air next week on our podcast. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you'll be using. And we'd appreciate if you'd leave us a review. That helps us know how we're doing, helps us know how many are listening, and it also helps other people find us. So thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to visiting with you on the next episode of We Can. We Can.